Welcome to Side Effects. Effect versus affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and my co-host, Chief Marketing Officer, Dave Homan, as we dive into our latest series about generational recruiting. In the past five years, recruiting has changed. HR professionals are navigating new waters of virtual interviews, advanced technology, and artificial intelligence. How can they make sure they're targeting the right candidates and guaranteeing they will actually show up for their interview? That's right, HR professionals are dealing with ghosting. The definition of ghosting is the practice of ending all communication and contact with another person without any apparent warning or justification and ignoring any subsequent attempts to communicate. Yes, that's happening in job interviews every single day. In this episode, HR and benefit communications expert Dave will share why applicants are ghosting their potential employers, how to avoid that, and explain how to target the right generations in the hiring process. Let's jump in. Hello, everyone. Dave, thank you for being my co-host today. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Excellent. And so I'm very excited for this new series we're starting today, um, the topic of ghosting. And it was brought to my attention during our most recent Learning Center Symposium we had in early June. Um, and I know the, the term from like dating and relationships, but never with a professional environment like a job interview. I can't believe people just no-show for, for not, I guess, not just interviews, but for the first day of work too. So do you know why they're doing this? Uh, yeah, it, it simply comes down to supply and demand out there. There are so many more jobs that are open and available right now than there are. I, I don't even, I don't even want to say qualified candidates, but candidates. Right. And so they can pick and choose and, and string several employers along. And then at the last second, decide where they want to work. That's crazy. I can't even imagine doing that. But so what impact does this have on HR teams and recruiters? Well, they need to uh, they need to take a step back, reevaluate things and uh, uh, approach things with a different game plan. I think the problem that so many employers are running into right now is they're using a, a playbook that they've had uh, for recruiting for the last couple decades. Yeah. And we are in a strange new world <laughs> and it is not a temporary occurrence. I mean, it is going to be increasingly difficult to um, find candidates moving forward. So this isn't a post-COVID blip. This isn't a right-sizing of things. I mean, Moving forward, there just are not enough qualified candidates to replace the positions that are open. Right. So you were sharing an interesting story, um, actually, about a local company and what they do if people show up for their first day of work, which feels like it's just a given, right? You got a job, you're going to go to work. <laughs> yeah. So this this brings a whole new um, uh, a whole new term or, or coin phrase, uh, starting bonus, yeah. not even performance bonus, but, uh, <laughs> you came show to up, work today. Sh- yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you accomplished something. You actually got out of bed and came to work. So, mm-hmm. uh, this employer was running into a situation where they were hiring 10 people a week in order to get three of the 10 to show up 
on the first day of work. Wow. And then what they were doing was they were losing, you know, two thirds of those three people for day two, day three, as the week went on. And and so what they started doing was handing out cash bonuses mm-hmm. at the end of each day of work for the first couple weeks. Wow. And um, I mean, you know, handing out hundred dollar bills for making it through the day <laughs> with the hopes that you would show up tomorrow. And so not a bad idea. Um, and so while it was frustrating for the employer, cash talks. And um, that's was working out well for the for the employer. Well, so. you gotta gotta try anything at that point too. Yeah. So I also think that this new trend of ghosting has a lot to do with technology and recruiting and how it's changed in the past five years. So at our learning center that we had, we asked them what they thought had changed and what what did they say? Can you share their answers? Yeah, they really felt like. What they were searching for in an employer, the way that they wanted to be communicated to, um, the way that they wanted to be sold the dream had changed. And there was it was strange because there was a recognition from the participants participants in the room, mm-hmm. yet there wasn't really a game plan for how to how to change. Right. I mean, they were still going back to the old playbook, hoping that sooner or later, um, that play would work. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of these changes could be from social media, right? Like th- you always say that we demand people to meet us where we're at. Yeah. And if we don't like it, then bye-bye. Right. Yeah. And, and social media has changed us. Mm-hmm. It has changed our, um, expectation for personalization, yes. for customization. Absolutely. We no longer want what everybody else has and gets. We want something that's personal, that resonates, that speaks to us. And if we don't find that from you, then we're just going to move on to something else. And here's where it's different. We go back to the topic of the day, ghosting. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when you had to face somebody and you had to look at them and and get out of a relationship, out of a situation. You picked up a phone. I know, Kenzie, I'm Crazy. talking to a millennial. I know. Imagine that. Like you've got cell phones and you actually use it to make phone calls. Mm-hmm. But we're at a different point now in the world that we live in where it is so much easier just to say, oh, moving on. I'm going to ignore yep. it. I'm going to block you. I'm not going to return your texts or your calls. Um, it, and that's become, um, acceptable, mm-hmm. whereas it was not acceptable, uh, you know, how many years ago would you say, I, I would say probably 2015, 2016, yeah. there was still that professional expectation. And now it's just easier to, to ghost them and move on. That's pretty on par. This is a side note. My dad always told me if I'm going to break up with a boy, I had to do it in person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in like 2012, I did that. But now I'm not, <laughs> I would never do that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just going to ghost you. <laughs> yeah. But that, that actually leads me to my next, uh, your specialty here is that these recruiting efforts are not one size fits all. Every generation has a different need. So I'd really like for you to break down each generation. Let's start with our Gen Zers here. 
who are ages 11 to 23, correct? Yes. And right now they're making up about 30% of our workforce. Yeah. So, and that number is, is growing dramatically yep. each day. Right. So, so what are they motivated by when they're looking for a job? Well, I mean, compensation is, is important mm-hmm. to uh, Gen Z. And, and one of the reasons for that is this, this generation will carry the largest student loan debt that's out there. And yes. so I think they're a bit panicked coming out of school, having the student loan debt. But then on top of that, having experienced two recessions during their lifetime, they've watched what it has done to their families and their parents. And mm-hmm. so money is very important to them. But that aside, um, benefits, it, it, the core benefits that we've traditionally uh, thought were so uber important yep. to every generation, medical, dental, life, disability, those benefits are not as important to Generation Z because they're still on their parents' plan. Yeah. Uh, and and that will continue until they're forced off their parents' plan. <laughs> and they have to learn. That's out there. So what they're doing in place of that is they're looking for something that is of equal intrinsic value to them Mm -hmm. that's out there. And so they're looking at more of the non-traditional benefits that are out there. Uh, Lifestyle accounts, which can include today just about anything in the world that you want to throw in um, under that umbrella. It could be gem memberships. It could be Uber Eats. It could be uh, travel uh, vacations. It, you know, it could be discount programs that are available to you. So you're really only limited by your imagination Mm -hmm. um, that's out there. But uh, even on top of that, what is so much more important and what Generation Z people look for in job opportunities is the opportunity to grow, to develop, to work independently, to use their skills. And they don't want to be micromanaged but at the same time, <laughs> they want somebody, a manager that's available to help them, um, that they can bounce ideas off of, get feedback and guidance. And, and daily, as, right? That's yeah, one of the daily. They funny want, they things. want check-ins <laughs> and and they just want to make sure that they're on track. Mm-hmm. So career pathing is is very important um, to them as well. Uh, work life balance, uh, freedom, flexibility. Um, you know, unlimited PTO is important to them, mm-hmm. but not as important as it could be to say the millennials right. that are out there. So, um, they're just wired a little bit differently. So before we jump off of, of um, generation Z mm-hmm. that's out there, one thing to take into account is like the typical job offer or selling them the dream. Yeah. How much of that are you using to really sell the coaching, the career pathing, the mm-hmm. advancement. Show them what it look what it could look like at the company five, ten years from now. Right. And that's a really important missing element today. Exactly. So all right, so we're gonna go into the millennials now. Yeah. I'm a proud millennial. This is ages twenty four to forty one. And so tell us, what do we look for in a job, Dave? Yeah, so many of the same qualities as Generation Z with some differences that are out there. And I know it's it's really easy to want to lump them together, but they are very different Super that's different. out there. Yep. And I, I would think um, millennials, the, the big things that are different from them is 
work-life balance is hugely important to them. Yep. And they don't look at a job as eight to five. They look at their lives as 24 Mm seven. And so they want the flexibility of as things come up, I can put my work aside. I can go take care of what I need to, and I'll come back to my work later. Mm -hmm. It's when I'm feeling ready to work. That's when we have to allow them to do that Mm -hmm. instead of just forcing them into a box. Um, So the flexibility is important. Benefits become more important to them as they grow up because they get married. They start having kids. They realize that healthcare isn't uh, free. And so those (laughs) those benefits are important. And so you look at things like, you know, the the added benefits beyond the core benefits, like a dependent care account, Mm -hmm. Uh, 401k, they really start thinking about the future at at this point. And so they are also very cause driven. Mm-hmm. Now, Generation Z is very cause driven as well. The difference between the two is that Generation Z uh, believes in giving back to the community through work, the volunteer opportunities, but they want to do it on the clock. Yes. Whereas millennials will do it outside of work. Um, it's just something that is very near and dear to their hearts. And so they compensation really does not come into play with the millennials. That's interesting. And that that's, well, I think about MB, how we have our MB gives back and it's eight hours of paid time off. Um, and I think that is attractive to every generation, but especially Gen Z and millennials. Yeah. And I think also you've had a chance to, I don't want to say to develop the, the, the Generation Z, they're so new to the workplace. They're still kind of learning mm-hmm. the ropes and how things, how to navigate the system and the politics and the bureaucracy. By the time you're a millennial, you've kind of figured that out. Yep. And so you're going to see a long, I don't want to say a longer leash, but you're going to give them a lot more freedom, flexibility, and latitude. And that's where you really start managing the person and not the whole team equally. You have to approach them differently. Your relationship needs to be different. Um, The check-ins are maybe not as frequent, Mm -hmm. um, but when they do come to you and look for feedback or guidance, it's really important to take the time and provide that to them. These are also the silent quitters. Mm -hmm. This is the generation (laughs) where they will quit the job before they leave your company. Yeah, And so... Um, they will start, they'll check out, they'll stick around for a period of time. Then when they realize they just can't stay anymore, then they'll leave your organization. Quiet quitting. Quiet yeah. quitting is a, that's kind of an asterisk that is attached to millennials. Man, poor HR. They've got a lot to deal with. Okay. So now here we go. Gen X, your generation. Yes. The greatest generation ever, <laughs> period. Or is it, don't you call know. it the forgotten generation? The forgotten sometimes. generation. We're kind of the silent generation because <laughs> we were... We came right after baby boomers, which is the greatest generation ever. (laughs) We are reminded of that every day. (laughs) Um, But we were, we grew up in a world where you just, we went through some tough recessions growing up. Yep. We were told to keep our mouths shut, put our heads down Mm -hmm. and work hard. And that was really the last generation where the parents tried to instill to you that when you took a job, it was almost for life. Oh yeah. And so you'll find that there are a lot of long tenured, um, Gen Xers in your organization. And for the longest time, I don't want to say they felt trapped or held hostage, but 
they did. They just felt like I'm, this I'm is my here. Only I'm, choice. I'm yeah. making good money. I don't have to learn anything new. Yep. Um, I don't, you know, maybe have to keep up with a lot of the new technologies and stuff as much because I can keep my job. And then COVID hit and they got a taste for what a brave new world could look like. Yeah. More flexibility, work from home, um, work life balance. They, they realized that work isn't just from eight to five, but it can take place during other hours. And right. so they, they tasted the forbidden fruit during COVID. <laughs> and now um, I would say the people that have dramatically changed the most as a result of COVID have been the Gen Xers because they realize that work-life balance is, is critical mm -hmm. um, to not just their, their um, professional lives, but their mental health well-being. Absolutely. And, and this is a unique situation. Now they've got parents, they're taking care of people that are both younger and older than them. Mm -hmm. They've got parents that are starting, you know, to age and they're having to deal with issues like, um, you know, care, uh, yep. more advanced care, uh, retirement communities, things like that, adult daycare. Right. And then you look at the other end where they've got their kids that are going through college, student loan debt, still living at home. They've got a double whammy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're feeling it from both sides. So this is why it's so important with Gen Xers that you really tout flexible work-life balance. Yep. This generation is the most likely now to make moves post um, COVID because they're looking for the situation that will carry them through to retirement. Absolutely. And so if they can't find that balance with you, they're going to find it somewhere else. Do you think that generation is hard to find to hire? Are they mainly like, because they're normally the more high ranking, higher paid positions, yeah, right? Yeah, they are more highly compensated. But the deal is um, you've got some people that are above them that have left and have retired and the millennials may not be quite there yet right. from a um, professional development standpoint or an expertise. Here is the other thing that um, is very important to Generation X. Mm -hmm. They are looking for outside board opportunities, but ones that fit into their passion. Right. So like uh, I think younger you say, well, try to get aligned on outside boards that are more you know, that can help you professionally at the organization that can Networking. help further advance. Yeah. Yep. The, the business development generation X likes to really focus in on their passion projects. Yep. And so that's where you'll see a lot more board involvement too. They're not just on there to be on the board. They're on there to make a difference. And Absolutely. so that's really important to tout during the recruiting process is that you encourage that type of behavior and you recognize it Agreed. and you'll support it. Right. Okay. So now we are brought to our final group, the baby boomers, and they're typically on their last job in this generation, right? So yeah. how does HR recruit this group if they are not going to stay at their company the entire time? Well, I would say it's not, it's not necessarily as difficult to recruit them, but mm -hmm. rather retain them a little bit longer. Yes. They are great mentors. Absolutely. They are absolute consummate professionals and team players. Mm -hmm. The thing that you've got to do is keep them engaged in contributing to the organization because for them, they grew up during a time historically where there were events where it wasn't about you. It was about your country. It was about your city. It was about 
what was best. Loyalty. It was best for the population. And so loyalty is very important to them. Um, They prefer, I think, if you were going to recruit them and encourage them to come in your organization, let them know about the way that conversations and coaching takes place. Mm -hmm. They're very much a face-to-face type of communication that's out there. And so let them know um, how you work, what the modus operandi is for Mm -hmm. the organization. And um, benefits, core benefits are super important to them. Absolutely. And so uh, the, you know, really touting the, the rich medical plans that are out there the contributions to um, HSA plans that are out there. 401k is important to them. Um, But just keeping them engaged is what's going to keep them at the organization. They want to like coming to work in their last few years. The the money is not, believe it or not, the money is not as important to them Mm -hmm. as I enjoy getting up every day and going to this place and contributing. Yep. Totally. Okay, so we're going to circle back now to the topic of ghosting. So if the recruiter is tailoring their jobs to each generation correctly, is ghosting just less likely to happen, you would say? Well, I would say that's hard to tell because there are not there's not enough data out there right. to tell us whether or not that will make a difference. I can tell you based on my personal experience in other areas is that the customization and personalization will have a significant impact. Yep. Right now it is one size fits all. And we have employers that are using the same templated cover letter mm-hmm. um, more than any type of customization. And so the problem is we're not appealing to them on the front end. We're not selling them the dream. Somebody else is selling them a better dream. Yep. And it could be in the form of a dollar more per hour. It could be perhaps the training program, it could be other areas, but um, the employer making the job offer is not doing a good enough job to appeal to them. And in the defense of HR, um, it is incredibly difficult with the workload that is on their desk to take, be able to take the time and do customization yes. and personalization per position per letter And that's what we spent a lot of time on then tackling during the Learning Center session we had was how can you harness technology to create that customized, personalized experience? Which is the perfect segue because that will be our part two of this series in our next episode. So we're going to introduce some interactive technology for our listeners that can help make these personalized job offers much easier, save you time, save you work. Um, chat GPT, right, Dave? Yeah, Chat GPT is something um, I would say, and and you were in the room, you could probably tell me from the Learning Center, that was the one where the people just were leaning forward and asking a lot of questions. Very excited. They yep. were highly engaged because they're trying to figure out how can they take something that they're really only getting sound bites in mm-hmm. on the evening news or a person that does an article in the paper. Um how can they how could we get them to a better position to understand and utilize the tool and make their lives easier and as we were doing that in the room um you could just see the energy level Your just eyes were lighting the, up the energy went up a different level mm-hmm. because um what we were able to do was take uh d- through an exercise and I'll tease the next episode I yes, guess we were able do. to take 
the information I just went over as to what was appealing to each of the generations, we took a generic job offer letter mm-hmm. and we melded them together in chat GPT in a matter of what? 15 seconds yep. created customized generational recruiting letters that absolutely blew the socks off of the people that were in the <laughs> rooms. And it didn't involve hours at a computer nope. writing and rewriting. Nope. So that's, yeah, the perfect teaser to end this episode. So to our listeners, um, join us for our next episode where we're going to talk about chat GPT, this interactive technology that will make your lives so much easier. So if you have any questions or comments on today's topic about ghosting or the different generations with recruiting, you can email me at Kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com or David healthierbirthdays.com. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on Side Effects.